Hello everyone, welcome to Biz Body. My name is Keith Shimon. Now before we get started, and as you guys are listening to this and you perhaps want to dig a little bit deeper, go ahead and go to bizbody.net. we got a whole bunch of free goodies over there along with a free business builders workshop um, that can help you out completely free. And also all the other shows. If you want to, you can even leave us a quick review on iTunes. It helps a whole bunch of other people find the show and it means a lot to us. Today is a little something special. I have the owner of a Brazilian jiu-jitsu studio and a tournament company, along with someone who remains on his nine to five as a marketing, digital marketing expert. And he is kind enough to talk with us. Um, so my son actually trains at his dojo. So it's just Perry and I sitting down for a conversation talking about um business, talking about uh, marketing, and talking about um, self-improvement. So this is a great conversation if um, you want to learn about someone who's super passionate about what he does and really enjoys the process of understanding how to get better at many different things in his life. So without further ado, the conversation with Perry Worth. And I tried like looking it up too, but he said when Michael Jordan won his NBA championships, when he won his first one, he held up two fingers. Huh. Not because he won the first one, but because he knew he was going to win the second one. And when he won the second one, he held up three fingers because he knew he was going to win the third. There was, um, there was a time when I moved back here and the guy that, that took over my position where, where we were at, um, at that moment we had, we had some pretty like predominant major league baseball players, but one of them was the most outspoken guy that I've I've ever worked with, uh, Manny Ramirez. Mm-hmm. So he he came in and he had this shirt on, right? And it said like twelve time and um, twelve time All Star Manny Ramirez. And and like, well, Manny, you've only been an All Star eleven years. And he's like, oh, this year, bro. <laughs> this year, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like that, <laughs> that's the attitude. It's like it's like you're going into things and it's. You're expecting yourself to do it. It's not like there's even a chance. It's like it happened already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really awesome. Um, really quick, everyone, you know, thanks for joining us. This is the Biz Body Podcast. It's just me and uh, Perry Worth today jamming it out on the mic. It's going to be a free flow kind of conversation. No, uh, no specifics as far as uh, usually. You know, we have an overlying theme for each show. This is just going to be a conversation, and, and overall, I'm really excited about this. Uh, Perry um, owns the dojo, which my son actually goes to. He is the creator of the Rising Grind podcast, of which I sit on a couch usually, uh, I don't know, one or two Saturdays, you know, sometimes all four of the month, Yeah, you know, and um, we get to just talk about, you know, growth, uh, change, business, and... Um, and personal development, and it's been it's been really awesome um, to have a change of pace on my Saturdays, uh, along with getting to know uh, you, Perry. Because uh, you know, 
from where where we first connected, um, I think a, a long, long time ago uh, of uh, downtown Grafton during yeah. a Christmas parade, um, to my son actually joining uh, joining your system and in, in your your dojo, um, it's it's been really cool to, to to see like where we've gone with with our practice and you with yours, and on top of that. This isn't the only thing that you do. So, um, can you give everyone kind of like a, a kind of a background of like your day and what you go through? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, the dojo of mine is really a, a passion piece. I also have a very, very fondness of being a nerd uh, when it comes to computers and internet and stuff like that. So. My day job, I'm actually a digital consultant for a company called Accenture, um, just a huge global consulting firm. Um, luckily, I'm locally at clients, but I help companies with anything like digital, so primarily websites, but it goes to anything from like, you know, the really nerdy end of websites from like actually building it to, you know, analytics for websites, figuring out what's working best. Um, I know there's business listeners, so I do a lot of SEO stuff. Uh, email campaigns, and primarily right now I'm leading a development team to you know build some stuff out for a local client here. Really cool. So that's usually my you know seven to four thirty sort of a thing, and then work's done. I go to the gym, have a bunch of kids classes. I usually work out. Sometimes I help with the kids classes, and then I teach Brazilian Jiu Jitsu um, to adults. So that usually takes my night, and I get home around nine ten sometimes. You know, eat dinner, shower, repeat. Hang, hang out, repeat, <laughs> rinse, repeat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and Saturdays, Saturdays have definitely been really cool. Even though you know Monday through Friday, I'm going pretty hard. It's still cool Saturdays doing the podcast. You know, working on you know our growth, and we're starting to do like these open community workouts on Saturday, which you're coming to now. So we talk about personal development, which is a lot of like stepping outside the box and things like that. You know, working on mental strength. Yeah. So I don't know why I had a great idea of, we did a podcast and we talked about grit. Yeah. And um, for some reason that day I'm like, let's go run hills. And I'm not a big runner. And now we're like. Only when chased. Yeah. Now we're like three weeks into running hills and, you know, we have like six to 10 people showing up. And (laughs) so now I guess my Saturday mornings are running hills. (laughs) You know, like that's. Hill running has always been like my forte when it comes down to like, I, I love getting in, getting out, but my hill running probably looks a heck of a lot different than yours. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting for the first time doing the, well, that's loud, doing the hill running, you know, and participating in it. But um, it's cool. It pushes you outside the box. And, you know, a lot of people aren't, especially jujitsu people, you know, they're not runners. I'm not a runner. Yeah. But it's stepping outside your comfort zone i think if you can do that more in your life you're going to be a lot more successful completely completely now the the dojo um can you tell me like how that all came to be oh man so i wrestled all through middle school and i wrestled all through high school i ended up coaching cedarburg for two years but my second year coaching one of my best friends from high school who used to own the local paintball store and that's why i met him was through like competitive paintball (laughs) nice very random for like almost a year, he's like, Perry, you have to come try jujitsu. You have to come try jujitsu. I'm like, you know, I'm decent at wrestling. I, maybe I just want to do my wrestling. Like, let, me, let me do my thing. <laughs> and he finally convinced me to go in. I went down to Milwaukee for a night class. I was living in Cedarburg, still going to college at MSOE. 
so he convinced me to go to night class, and I literally never stopped. Yeah. Like, I think I did my first class. I had a vacation in Florida. Then I came back, and I just kept going, kept going, kept going. So that's how I got into jujitsu. And, you know, about it was very, very new in Wisconsin. Like, it was a super new sport. Luke found, so Luke, my old, my business partner, my buddy who got me into it, he, um, he found, just to date myself, he found the gym on MySpace because there wasn't things like Squarespace or Wix yet for people to make websites on. So yeah. businesses, small businesses just had like MySpaces. <laughs> so you found John Freeland on MySpace. I totally, and, I totally remember MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he ended up being in my what top top six or whatever it is right on my page. And um, yeah, we started doing jujitsu. Yeah. And since it was so new to Wisconsin, you know, a year into doing jujitsu, we were sitting around after class one day and down in Milwaukee and we're both from Cedarburg and he looks at me, he's like, do you want to start a club in Grafton? Cause he was working at Foreman Fitness in Grafton and he had a group room that was open at night. And I was like, sure. So I took <laughs> hey, like, you own a business? Man, so I took like <laughs> 600 bucks of student loan money, bought these crappy puzzle piece, one inch thick mats that we were definitely going to get injured on. Yeah. And we started a little club at Foreman Fitness That's 10 so years awesome. ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Was, is that like um, when you first started that? Did did you have like any idea that it would kind of grow at, yeah. at all into where it was going today? You know, what I mean, it, or or is it something where it's like um, your your experience with jujitsu in itself was something that like it kind of opened your eyes to to different avenues of what you really enjoy. You know, I think for like the first five years or so, it was just like a club. Yeah. So we evolved a little bit over time. We were at Formula Fitness for one year, and then we ended up getting enough people to like afford a space. So yeah. we got a space, and that space kind of grew over the years. And like for the first five years, you know, we ended up having kids' classes, and but it was still more like a club. It wasn't a business. It was making enough to keep the doors open. Because it was a, it was, a, it was a room out of just a big box gym, just for everyone yeah, to, to like yeah, get for an like, idea. Yeah, for like the first year it was that, and then we ended up moving into you know our own building. Yeah, um, and it wasn't nice. It was okay. It was right downtown Grafton. It had great like street view, but it was it's a great coffee you know, shop right now. It's it's a beautiful coffee shop right yeah. now, but like you should see it when we were in there. <laughs> uh, we covered it and made it look pretty nice. Um, but yeah, it, you know, we ran it for a club for so many years and there was no goal to like make it big or anything like that. So, um, I think like seven or eight years into it, my business partner ended up moving out East to Boston. And when we were splitting all the work between both of us and splitting the risk between both of us, the teaching responsibilities between both of us, like it wasn't that big of a deal. It's like, cool, yeah. we'll run it as a club, you know, all that stuff. Then he moved away. I was like, Oh, wait, I need to do everything. <laughs> if this is going to stay alive. Man, my students stepped up and, you know, a lot of them took classes. They started teaching. I still had um, Greg Roloff, our judo coach, was still there teaching kids for a while. But, you know, I had to do the marketing, the website, the, you know, the accounting and all that stuff. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it at that point in time, right when he moved, I'm like, I can't do this as a club by myself. Yeah. Like I need members in here. Like if we don't have enough money to make rent, it's not like I can 
split that with someone else. Yeah, and you're not going to cover all that. I need to make the gap if there ends up being a gap. We never had a gap, but if there ends up being a gap. Um, You know, we screwed up our taxes a couple times. Oh, God. Part of the business owner life. Like, you know, you get a bill from the IRS for a few grand. It's like, (laughs) well, I got a bill for a few grand. Luke got a bill for a few grand. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to bill for both of those few grands. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I really realized that I need to take it to the next level. Well, how are, um, you have coach talent right now yeah. as, as like your right-hand person. Are there any other like people that, that besides talent that, that you rely on a lot? Yeah, I mean, man, I have an awesome staff. So Greg's been coaching with me, um, Greg, our judo coach, and he teaches our competition kids. He's been running a club out of Grafton for decades. Got it. Um, so he came with us right away. He was teaching out of St. Joe's and St. Joe's church with like, you know, just rolling out mats a couple days a week. And when we moved in our space, we're like, do you want to come teach with us? And all your students could come train for free. <laughs> so he started teaching judo with us just to have like a couple extra programs and stuff. So he's been around for a super long time. And a full space. Yeah. yeah. And like he had his own, he had a dojo then, not yeah. just out of a church. Um, so then, yeah, I have Talon. My the Holy Rollers. <laughs> that's what we should have named it. Uh, so then I have Talon, my kind of my right-hand man, my kid's program director. He's fantastic, by the way. Yeah, he's he's unreal. He's so good with the kids, and he's really taken the program, you know, from where I took it to, you know, the next level, which yeah. is really cool. Because I was teaching. So Greg taught the kids for a really long time, and then I ended up teaching the kid, kids for a while. But when I'm teaching kids so much, it's hard for me to work on things like getting more kids. Yeah. So I offloaded teaching the kids to now my job is to get more kids. Was that was that tough for you offloading that? Oh man, I really love teaching them, but like I'm gonna say it's tough because I knew I it had to be done. Yeah. And that's you know I, I think I'm pretty good with the kids. Yeah. But um, I'm definitely the one who needs to do the business because I'm the owner. So yeah. The less things you know, the less day to day things I can focus on, the more things I can kind of focus on the big picture. Um, so yeah, you know, I have talent, you know, we have Nick who's there every day coaching and he just does it volunteer, you know, membership exchange. I don't do too many of those. Yeah. Um, Kim is there, you know, our front desk girl, she's kind of, you know, the person that everyone's that she's like the first point of contact for everyone. You know, it's the phone call. They walk in the front door they see her. She's been doing amazing. And then I have, you know, people who are kind of in the background who've always just kind of like been there for the Academy. You know, I have Fuji. Yeah. So um, Fuji is another one of our jujitsu black belts at our academy, and you know he's been there since we started. Oh, his his wife is was like instrumental for my daughter and for myself. Oh, I have all of her students in my classes. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. So so his wife is a teacher for the Grafton School District Elementary Schools, and Mm -hmm. then Matt Fuji is a Webster gym teacher. So. Um, you know, he brings a lot of experience with, he doesn't coach our kids classes, but he brings a lot of experience with kids and, you know, he's just always there. Like if I need a class covered, he can cover jujitsu, he can cover kickboxing, he can cover fitness. Like he's done it all. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I didn't first meet him this way, but I knew he was it. But when I wrestled in high school, he coached for Grafton. Oh. So he coached against me. <laughs> then I coached against him when I coached. He's he's ageless, and now he's my student. <laughs> he's you know, like he, super funny. He, he doesn't he doesn't appear to look no like any older than thirty. No, yeah, no. But uh, you know, he's definitely helps me out when you know if I need to do a dojo cleaning day, he helps organize it. So he's just always there for like you know random 
help around the gym. That's that's cool that the dojo itself kind of brought together a majority of your team. Well, besides yeah. Kim, you know, yeah, because Kim was a Craigslist, Craigslist, or like what what did you do to like attract her to the the dojo? Uh, I can't remember how I exactly found her. I think it probably was Craigslist. Yeah, um, and I was just lucky. Yeah, you know, I interviewed one person. I'm like, you're the one. <laughs> Yep, you're in. Like that's, that's so Ta- awesome. Talon went with me to the interview. He spilled coffee all over himself. She laughed at him. I was like, "You laughed at Talon. Like you're hired." <laughs> Whatever Talon does, if you laugh automatically, you're in. You're yeah, done. Definitely, definitely. But that's you know, cool. I, I was just looking. We use Slack for like all of our team communication and stuff, and I probably have like. 11 people in our staff chat yeah. of just like people who teach on a regular basis or help out. You know, I have a bunch of dads who help out with kids' classes. You know, I have Steve and Paul. Um, How many I, people do you actually Jimmy have had. on the payroll, though? Like, do you, do you have like, uh, is it just uh, Kim and Talon? Yeah, Kim, yeah. Kim, Talon, and Greg a little bit. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. But, you know, Kim and Talon are the ones kind of putting in. A lot of hours. Oh so. God, yeah, yeah. In Talon, does he want to make this his his mainstay? That's, my goal is by next year to get him going full time. Cool, cool. Which would be, you know, game changing. It'd be really cool. What well, what I thought was really interesting is that like how you gathered your team right has been all through pure attraction. Like it's been yeah. all like I mean even even when when I go there, it's from pure volition and like the people that want to be there are there. The people that yeah. don't want to be there aren't. It's it's such a culture, right? We have such like a team community aside, like jujitsu team, but like we're all there for each other all the time. So, um, you know, Josh Clark, for example, our head kickboxing coach, he, when he moved to Wisconsin, he actually owned a ATA uh, Taekwondo school mm-hmm. back where he came from. Like he was a martial arts school owner with a pretty successful school. Yeah. He moved to Wisconsin and he wanted to get into BJJ and he, I think he went to Dukes at first and then he ended up came in, coming up by us. And, you know, he trained with us for, cause he kind of knows how it is. He trained with us for probably about a year before being like, Hey, do you want me to start a kickboxing program here? Yeah. Right. Cause he knows that it's hard to like come into a gym and just be the instructor right away when you already have an established program. Yeah. Right. So he worked with us, you know, we got everyone's respect. I mean, everyone respected him right away, but yeah. you know, respecting like a teaching fashion and stuff like that. And now yeah, he, he does our, yeah, now he does our kickboxing program. So that was kind of, again, very lucky that we have someone who's come to our gym with kickboxing experience. If we can start a program with that. Completely, completely. I, I was going to say that, um, do you feel like there's been a catalyst as far as your own development to be able to be that magnet? Oh, man. You know, I don't necessarily think so. I think we've kind of like been like that throughout the years. I think kind of just jujitsu in general and the mindset of jujitsu and that kind of the brotherliness, mm-hmm. I don't know that's a word, <laughs> of jujitsu kind of leads towards that. You just coined it. You know, you've it's a sport that filters people out fairly quickly and it, the people who shouldn't be there realize that they shouldn't be there pretty quick. Yeah. Right. You come to a space and you're going against people who are trying to choke you in jujitsu or trying to quote unquote break your arm, but you tap out before that actually happens. Right. You, you so it's, it's very humbling. So the people who aren't humble, aren't willing to work on themselves, aren't willing to step out of the box and do something new, 
Um, you know, if it's kickboxing, you're getting punched in the face. If it's judo, you're getting thrown at the floor. Yeah. You know, they're all very humbling sports. So the people who don't belong kind of realize it pretty quickly and, you know, they leave. A lot of times they do come back eventually and they work through their things and they stay with us. But, you know, being a magnet is important, but the sport itself just does a really good job at, you know, attracting people who should be in it. Got it. That's cool. Um, do you feel like um, the, you know, you're a tech guy. Like you love tech, yeah. you, you nerd out about tech. I'm, I'm always interested in, in hearing what like the latest systems that you have in place and in the devices or or the software and the hardware or the software that allows things to happen. Um, what are some of the the, like the biggest tools that you use right now, and um, what do you think would help? other other like wellness practices yeah, yeah, yeah. like stream streamline things i mean we were talking before about just how you know sometimes you double up on certain systems but like to be more specific it may take a lot off your plate yeah yeah so because so, essentially what i do at my day job is i consult on technology a lot you know which product should you use to do this for um to keep it as non-martial arts specific as possible i think you need a good CRM or member management system, whatever it may be. You know, if you're a membership-based business, you probably need something to charge recurring payments, figure out, you know, for us, it's, you know, figure out attendance. How many first lessons did you have this month? How many people enrolled? How many contracts did you sign? How many contracts did you lose? Um, you know, keeping track of people, you know, so I think a CRM is really important, even if it just comes to, you know, a basic one, like you need a CRM to track sales. So that's something, you know, every business needs, every business has or should have at least, whether it's B2C, B2B, so business to consumer, business to business. CRMs are, you know, it's kind of like your old Rolodex of, you know, here are your people. Yeah, yeah. You know, then separate them into clients and prospects and all that stuff. So I think that's really important. Um, my only problem with them is sometimes... They try to do more than they should, and they don't do their things in a very good way. Yeah. So mine for my gym, for example, does everything, right? So you can create tasks or projects in it and manage your internal projects for it. So it tries to be a project management software. It tries to be a email campaign software. It tries to be a text messaging software. It tries to be a scheduling software. And where some of those different softwares, you don't need a lot of functionality. So for myself... For the gym, you know, I don't send a lot of like fancy emails yeah. or, you know, a lot of imagery newsletters. So I can use their email software pretty good, you know, and we maybe have 2,000 contacts, prospects, members over the years. So my email list isn't that big. Yeah. I mean, I've dealt with companies in my day job that have email lists of 10 million people. Yeah. Like you can't do that through a shared email server, you know, <laughs> you need to use like serious, Dedicated. you yeah. need to use serious, serious stuff for that. That's like, you need Salesforce enterprise and you need, you know, stuff pay that, a lot of money for that. Yeah. Stuff that n like normal people in this space, I mean, you're probably going to have yeah. an average of, of between a hundred and maybe like 10,000 subscribers. Yeah. If you're, if you're, I mean, Probably more like a thousand tops. Definitely, you know? definitely. So I mean, you're talking Mailchimp and some of the yeah, basic players. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I have a sweet pair of Mailchimp socks because I used to use Mailchimp, and they have like the red, they have monkeys on them. They're sweet. <laughs> That's they awesome. Sell me socks. I, I heard a couple of campaigns where they had like uh, like the monkey doll. Yeah. So and I'm so yeah. So they're an awesome company. Like 
you know, if I ever needed to use an email software again, I'd probably go back to MailChimp just because, you know, I've used them in the past and they're really good. I haven't like surveyed the land for a while, Yeah, but I'm a big like, I don't like migrating stuff all the time. Yeah. So I'm a big like, let's research this really well now because I know when I pick this, it's going to probably be my thing for at least three years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But technology goes so fast. Like you almost need to relook at these systems every once in a while because new stuff comes out. And you want to make sure that whoever you're working with is adopting that new stuff. Yeah. I mean, I went with, um, with ConvertKit. Yeah. Besides. That, that's another amazing one. I used that for a while um, on my online academy. Yeah. But I just didn't drive enough traffic to it to make it worthwhile. Now, um, just to get off topic a little bit, how has your online academy changed in, in, in this whole software, hardware um, like helping out your main uh, your main business right now because like at first was something completely different and you kind of rebranded it and, and kind of shifted it in a different direction. Yeah, so just looking at everything, uh, there's so much going on in the fitness space and just you know in the world of online courses, online workouts. If you look at what's a Pendleton bike, right? Mm-hmm. You can get a spin bike and you can run classes with a little TV screen on your spin bike with a subscription at home. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's like Peloton. All these, Peloton. Peloton, Peloton that's right. Yeah. I was like Pendleton, that's the I'm bears and like, then the like, bear. <laughs> yeah. Um so there's that and you know there's so much stuff going that way. So at one point in time I had my online academy it I can't remember what it was called. My goal was it was going to just be like little mini video courses on different grappling sports. So it wasn't jujitsu specific, but I was going to create sports on, you know, judo, on wrestling, on jujitsu, on nogi jujitsu. And I kind of changed direction of that to just make it a online academy for my gym. And it's not necessarily just for students because I do have courses in there for students, right? I have my BJJ Accelerator, which is for adults who are new at jiu-jitsu to watch videos and kind of get up to speed. Mm-hmm. So it's a very like 101 jiu-jitsu course, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but I also have, you know, people who have come and done seminars. I have the seminars recorded on my online academy. So if someone missed it or someone wants to review the techniques, they can go there and get that course. But I also have courses for parents. Yeah. You know, I have in general ones too. They're not necessarily for members, right? I have a course for parents for kids to become the ultimate action taker. So it's a six week course on building routines with kids. So, you know, it's kind of a lead gen thing for me. I also have like, you know, small ebook ones like, you know, building focus. How can I build confidence in your kid in 30 days? Right. Yeah. So I use some of those as, you know, lead genning things, but I also use some for sales and promotions and whatever it may be. That's cool. That's cool. But I think I have, you know, six ish courses on there now. I would say, you know, some of them are as big as, you know, a two page Word document to, I think my BJJ Accelerator one has probably about 30 two, three minute long videos in mm. it. And we're making a kids one too now. So we're making a kids accelerator course that, uh, you know, one thing that we ask our kids to do when they get promoted is they have to take this form and fill out, you know, do you listen at home? Mm-hmm. And one of the questions is, do you practice jujitsu at home? And a lot of people are like, well, we don't know what to do. And that's not their fault. That's our fault from an education standpoint. So mm. we created an online course for kids to one get up to speed in jujitsu but two to have some exercise to do at home so that makes sense talon and i sat down on a saturday for an hour with audrey one of our coaches kids and 
knocked out 15 videos on really basic things that kids could do at home, like forwards rolls, backwards rolls, some games to play with mom and dad, to, you know, shrimps, to sit outs, to shots. Yeah. And we're going to have that course up in like, you know, I just have to edit the videos and. Is that, is that all the, the teachable? Yep. Yeah. We do all that stuff on teachable. It's like 40 bucks a month, which. Even if I don't sell anything, I run the whole thing for free. Just the fact that my students get better faster because I'm an online academy is worth $40 a month. Because, yeah. you know, jujitsu is hard. You know, there's a big learning curve to it. And if I can get people to learn faster, yeah. it helps my retention. Yeah, completely. Completely. So I'll pay 40 bucks a month for people to get better at jujitsu. But I also sell courses on there and I make it's my money back format. and more. No, I mean, it's, it's such a great, great format. I mean, there's things that, that you can... When you provide more value, number one, it's cost to time, cost to cost to benefit, cost to value. Um, but on top of it, it's like what's interesting to me is how quickly you shift off of stuff that doesn't work. Uh, quickly you, you shift um, your your systems. And yeah. what, what was interesting too is like what um, it, it seems like when you have a new person that comes in like first off you guys do facebook ads like we'd never done facebook ads like we never had anything like that um and your facebook uh, or your social media i would just say facebook facebook in general because you guys just started with like instagram going a little bit mm-hmm. more into instagram um it's done really really well yeah. like you guys are consistent with you're consistent with it i should yeah. say like i haven't i haven't dedicated a lot of time towards it just because number one i've always been like energy no energy energy yeah, no yeah, energy yeah. and 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 you find this way of of not only like kind of becoming that magnet again through what you are showing people not because it's like come join our classes yeah. it's, it's primarily like hey this is what we're doing look at the energy of this place and then it's it's almost like show 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 and then your ads which is really interesting to me is that like the ads are completely distant of you yeah which is kind of a cool contrast but like the wording of your ad is you you yeah. know what i mean so it's like it's cool that the picture itself is stock you know and and, and I, I like you to talk about like the ad itself like what made you gravitate towards that because like to me it's it's genius number one and number two it's it, it seemed like a it's pretty effective because your courses and themselves, like I know your Monday and Wednesday kids courses are more like packed. Oh, it's packed again. Yeah. It's and bonkers. Which, is, which like, is awesome. There's, yeah. We have so many kids in that class. Um, you know, I think the, the ads are, you know, running ads is important, but keeping people, your list warm is probably the more important part, right? So making sure that you're consistently in people's eyes with, you know, your program. I think of Facebook and, you know, I I have two important properties on Facebook. Well, I guess it's technically three, right? We have our public page and, you know, specifically for your business owners, we have our public page and then we actually have public groups, one for adult members and one for, sorry, I should say adult programs and one for our kids programs. Mm -hmm. And I look at the page is someone standing outside our business looking in the window, hmm. right? I want to you know, show them in general 
what goes on at neutral ground. Yeah. Um, the results that people get from doing things like jujitsu and the other programs that we have. And that's our public page. Our groups is like someone was standing outside and walked in our lobby. Got it. Right? So that's where they're starting to talk to people in our lobby. Hmm. So what we did in the last two weeks is we ran a bingo contest for adults and for kids. Yeah. And, you know, our groups were kind of active. It was primarily me posting. And then I would tell Talon, like, Talon, you got to post this one because it's all me posting lately. As, as you're pulling his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... We ran this bingo contest, and the, it was like a bingo card, what, like eight by eight or something of squares, and each square had a little different thing that you had to do or record a video or post on Facebook, like push-ups or testimonial. Jack or, loves it, by the way. Or jujitsu, yeah. And, you know, if you create, if you fill out a row, you get a ticket, and all the tickets go in for a raffle for kids. They could win a ticket to Jumping Country, and adults is a sweet Chinese restaurant in Cedarburg. But it got people posting in our groups, and we've been adding people to our groups, you know, for two years. Yeah. So people who have been interested in our program, people who have tried our program, our members are in there. But my goal of that was to get the members talking in there and to get videos. Yeah. And I had a lot of people who submitted, you know, I had kids talking about what our word of the month was for character development. I'm going to take that video, I'm going to advertise on our Facebook page with it. Yeah. I'm going to take the testimonials. I'm going to advertise on our Facebook page for it. So I got a lot of user-generated content of like videos that people did at home that now I can use for advertising. That's awesome. But, you know, everyone in the group was seeing those videos. Yeah. And I get people all the time. Um, I just had one dad who's in the group. He's like, man, that parents group just keeps blowing up my phone. I'm like, yes. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, it's not normally that, you know, active, but... Um, you know, that's what my goal is for this. I'm like, you know, it's going to die down after this week. It'll slow down. Just hang with me for a week. It's usually not like this. No, yeah. But, you know, it's secretly for me, I'm like, yeah, people are seeing it. Yeah. Which is cool. But again, it's like, it's this kind of a segue towards the next, the next little bit that I was going to ask you about was like, you have, you have martial arts, you know, and fitness as your ad. But then on top of that, um, you have this really intricate sales system and character development system that really sets you apart. And you said something to me that just resonated was the fact that like, you know, people don't know what it is that you do and they, they shouldn't know really what you do. They should just know you exist. And then from there you got to show them and you got to tell them what they need. Right. And, and, and as you developing this system, um, mm. can you talk about you know, your system and then kind of how it came to be for kids, for your relationships and, okay. um, yeah, I would say for, for you building out your sales system and how it relates to the character development system, because they, they're not really, I don't, I don't, I don't say they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. They kind of like weave together, yeah, they, you know, they certainly do, um, so it's very interesting when people come in because we get a lot of different people who come in to try martial arts. Sometimes it's just because the parent wants an activity for their kid. Sometimes it's because their parent needs maybe a father figure in life, so they bring them in for that. Maybe it's because they need more discipline or confidence or whatever it may be. Um, so you know, when someone comes into our academy and they sign up, 
we need to like figure out why they are there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't realize why they are there. So we have to ask kind of like leading questions. Yeah. You know, people are so locked into their daily lives. Sometimes they don't know where issues exist. Yeah. Right. You know, for me, for example, someone would be like, oh man, I have a hurt shoulder. And I'll be like, my shoulder hurts kind of, it hurts a little <laughs> bit too. Like it's, it's bringing awareness to situations that, you know, there wouldn't normally be awareness for. Yeah. So, you know, a good example is when we ask parents, you know, are your kids good listeners? But yeah, yeah, my kids are good listeners. I'm like, well, do they listen to you and do it the first time you say it? And then they're like, no. I'm like, then they're not really good listeners, right? <laughs> You're giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. So we need to ask like a lot of leading questions. Like, you know, is your child confident? Yeah. And they'll say, yeah. I'm like, well, are they the ones to raise their hand in school first when the teacher has a question? Are they making a lot of friends in school because they're not afraid to walk over to the group of friends and introduce themselves? Are they getting picked on in school because they don't have the confidence to stand up to someone? Like, there's so many different layers of confidence that we need to figure out, you know, if it's really well-rounded or not. Did you, like, just sit down and brainstorm these questions? Or was it something that, like, when you... And you're, you're an avid... Yeah. An avid pursuer of information. You travel, I don't know, between once every other month to sometimes multiple times a yeah. month towards different conferences and communications and, and also um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu jiu conferences as well that are organized around the business side yeah, and yeah. the professional side. You know, for me, it ended up being like, once I found out that Jiu-Jitsu was my purpose and passion, and I'm very lucky it was both of those. Yeah. You know, I just kind of started realizing that, you know, just to think more about it and why people do it. For the longest time, you know, I ran my gym as a club. I was like, this is a club. And then it was like a business. And then, you know, I did the club. My business partner left. I'm like, okay, let's make this a business. Yeah. And then, you know, I went to a conference and it changed, it flipped my point of view. I'm like, this changes lives. Like this is not just a business. Like this is a mission yeah. to help people. And when I was able to gain that perspective, I was able to just kind of more think about these and how martial arts or jujitsu or whatever it may be helps different people. Was there a specific conference that you went to that helped that? Yeah, you're going to it. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> you can you can say the name if you want. And, and yeah, so um, one of my mentors is his name is Michael Burnoff. He's out of Arizona. He's a master. I'll say he's a master communicator. Yeah. So he has probably perfected as much as perfection as you can get. Um, I shouldn't say perfection because that's limiting. <laughs> he he's one of the best communicators I've ever met in teachers of communication. And when I talk about communication, it's with yourself in your own head, getting yourself to do the things that you need to do and, you know, allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to be the person you want to be, but also communicating with other people. Cool. Right. And for me, it was the communication around what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that, like, that's what I want to do with my life, but it's that was that's a one of the missions in my life is to help people through martial arts. Yeah. And you know, it even took it to the step further. It's like, yes, I can help people with martial arts. But that's just me. You know, I can impact only so many people. But if I can teach other people to impact other people while I still impact people, then you start getting the ripple in the pond effect. Yeah. So that was a big reason why I 
you know, have been helping invest in talent so much is, you know, I help people and they'll let me get talent helping people. Yeah. And then I'll get Nick helping people. And then I'll get Paul and Steve helping people. And now I kind of have this ripple effect. And I know that if I'm in the weeds teaching classes every day, I can't be bringing more people in for them to help and training more people to help people. Yeah. Uh, what, um, in, in what, how long ago was that, was that course? So one year ago. One year ago. A lot has happened in a year, hasn't it? A lot has happened in a year. <laughs> it's interesting because like Jack, when did Jack start? Kim, Kim just had her one year anniversary working for us. Yeah. Tailing has been maybe about a year and a half, but like a year going strong by himself. Yeah. Like a lot has happened in two years, I would say. And we just get consistent growth. Because like you, you guys moved into the new space about four or five months yeah. ago, right? Maybe yeah, beginning January first, so eight months. Eight months, it's crazy. And but like you know, last month for example, we grew we grew ten percent. Yeah. What business grows ten percent in one month? Well, what the, well, for the what last do you, what for, the last for metrics two, for for like what, what like metrics do you normally measure it in your business? So the primary one for martial arts businesses, what we call plus or minus billing. Yeah. It's. Because I don't look at how many members I have because there's different like packages and family members. And, you know, I have old school members who've been with me who pay a little bit less than, you know, newer members because they've been there forever. Is that tough to track? Um, no, uh, a or, little bit. Or, I mean, is, I, this, is this why you have the metrics yeah, the way yeah, you do? Yeah, that's why the, I have the metrics the way I yeah, do. But it's plus yeah. and minus billing. So it's how many new contracts got signed and how much is it? So let's say I signed up, you know, $500 in new contracts. Yeah. And how many contracts did I lose that month of people who canceled or people who didn't renew? So retention, right? Yeah. So let's say I signed up 500. I lost 300. Okay, my plus for that month is 200 in recurring billing. Oh, cool. That still means um, $200 more profitable, at least from an income standpoint, Yeah, yeah. every month with billing going forward, assuming that I just renew everyone every month. Yeah, yeah. So that's like my primary number I go by with growth. Um, you know, I also have to look at conversions and stuff like that. You know, how many people come in? How many people do I sign up? Because that's, you know, important to monitor because some contracts are going to be bigger than others. But Well, how, like what is a, a normal conversion for you, like percentage? Uh, last month, 95%, I think it was. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. we had a, like I said, we had a really good August um, summer's a little bit rougher for conversions because we get a lot of families who come in just to fill gaps in summer schedules. Yeah. But, you know, once school hits, we're usually 80, 90% at least. Do you um, offer just a summer program? I'm thinking about changing that going forward. I'm either going to change it to, so we usually do, for kids, we usually do six weeks for $69, which is perfect to fill a summer gap. Yeah. So I'm probably going to change it to eight weeks and make it more. Or I'm going to change it to three weeks and make it less. Huh? You know, it's also, I don't know which direction I'm going to go. Maybe no, I'll do both and test it. You that, know, that's that's, the, that's cool. That's really cool. You know, it, like um, I've been really. I, you know, it's funny because like I, I'm on Jack a lot when it comes to swimming, right? Because yeah. I, I feel like there's there's three things in life that 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 are like a necessity. I felt like I I learned one of them really really well. Bacon, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what the last one is. Not just Oxi- cons- oxygen. Not, not just consumables, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> like Those you, aren't the three. You should, you, should, you should learn how to defend yourself. You should learn about finances. And you should, you should also learn how to swim. 
right? Like I think like three good ones. Those are things that I'm like, you, if you have children, that you should like. I, I never got into martial arts. I got into wrestling when yeah. I was when I was younger, um, and then I was like, oh, they offer martial arts in college. Like I'm taking it. Like this is awesome. So I, I learned. Um, I took like four years of Taekwondo. And at the same time, I, I heard about Aikido from somebody else. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like the Steven Seagal thing. And I'm just kind of like, well, Steven Seagal's pretty cool. But um, I don't know. And, and someone else is like, well, if you ever really want to know um, how to keep your distance from somebody and also learn wrist locks and some projections yeah. and some ankle locks. I'm like, this is, and learn how to roll. I'm like, then you should probably learn this. And this was way, this is like in 98, 97 that yeah. I was, that I was learning that. Those are like the era of karate movies. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like, um, Seagal and, um, Van Damme and, and all this kind of stuff. Oh was, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what like, you know, you had karate kid, you had American Ninja, you yeah. had man, like every movie had like martial arts in it. I grew up more like three ninjas, Ninja Turtles, stuff like that. <laughs> and but like, but now there's not the power Rangers were all like karate people. Now there's not too much anymore, but yeah. Yeah. It, it was like, I, I never learned, um, those kind of leverage moves and then yeah. especially how to, um, roll out of projections. Like if I, if I fell off of uh, something or if I like tripped on something, like I couldn't roll out of it or do a break fall or any of that. Right. Yep. And it's, it's kind of taught me the basics of that. But I was like, man, Jack should learn these things. And it was funny cause like Kenzie is amazing at swimming. Like she's amazing at art. Cre- yeah, art and creative, like being really, really creative. But she cringes at any type of self-defense of which, like, and I push uh, swim lessons on Jack. Like, he hates going to swim lessons. Like, he hates it. Like, absolutely hates it. He loves going to jujitsu. But the inverse, right, like, Kenzie would tolerate totally going to, to swim lessons. But, like, I never, like, harped on Mackenzie for... Going like not going to a yeah. self defense course, right? And and I think what was interesting to me was that like she, I think she didn't want to do it with guys. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if that's a big like hurdle for most girls because I see a lot of your um, volunteer um, kids teachers yeah. are, are female, yeah. you know, which is really cool. And um, so as far as as far as that goes, I was like, well. The free self defense seminar? Would you want yeah, to go to yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's cool to see that pop up yeah, too. It, a lot of times, it's very age dependent. Um, you know, you'll see with like kids' classes, I would say our kids' classes are almost 50 50 girls and boys. Yeah. You know, until you get to, you know, the, we split up six to eight year olds is probably 50 50. When you start getting to eight to 12, you know, it might start getting 60 40 maybe boys to girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then teens, Things really start changing because girls start liking boys, boys start liking girls. They're all in the awkward teen stage. Hi, hi, bro. It's a super funny class. <laughs> yeah. But um, we do have girls in our program for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, the more that jujitsu gets popular, the more girls that we're seeing. When I first started doing jujitsu, I don't know if we had a, we had one girl at Neutral Ground. Her name was Helen. She was awesome. Um, and I'm talking about like Neutral Milwaukee, not even my gym. Yeah. But it's it's like starting anything with starting a new class, starting to get women in your program. You just need like 
those two consistent people who are always there. And once you have the two, like everyone starts feeling better about it. Yeah. Some people still don't get over like the whole boy and girl thing. Um, and it's, it's a close martial art. Like you are hugging on the ground yeah. ag- aggressively wearing robes. <laughs> Pajamas. <laughs> Pajamas. <laughs> Pajamas. Um, so it's it's hard for some people to get over and some people just don't like people in their personal space. But if self-defense is important to you, like that happens in your personal space. Yeah, completely. You know, jujitsu in general is being comfortable doing the uncomfortable. If you had um, one thing that you would advise people to do that are, that are either starting out or um, just getting started in or starting out or or just like looking at their business differently like you did where it turned from a club and a pastime and like into like this is what I want to do with my career what what would be like the main thing where you would start um invest in yourself um I wouldn't be where I was where I am today if I didn't get some sort of mentorship or coach or business coach or whatever it may be. Like you can only go so far with your own knowledge before you kind of start hitting your own limits or at least starting to go slow. By having a mentor who's done it before, who brings a different perspective, who teaches you to do something new, you know, you essentially cut off your limits and you just go. Yeah. You know, for me, a couple of big turning points was I got Tim Crater, you know, UFC veteran, to be my business coach for my gym. He runs a successful school in Louisiana with like 400 students, which is bonkers. Yeah. That's like four to, I don't know how much, how many students we have, but that's huge. Yeah. That's, that's insanely big. And you know, the advice that he gave me probably saved me years of testing and doing like the wrong thing. And we had like a whole curriculum, right? Yeah. Like that yeah. Helped out. He, he helped me create an entire kid's curriculum. That would take me like six months to, you know, test to create and then test to make sure that it works to, you know, going through iterations and changing stuff around. And he's like, here's mine. You can build yours off of this. I'm like, that's so cool. That saved me so much time. You know, other people could just kind of like take it and do it. But I, you know, me reflecting on it, like, that's awesome. Or, you know, he gave me a systems to run booths at events. Like I would have spent hours thinking about that and he gave it to me in a half hour phone call that cost me $200. Hmm. Like that's goofy. Yeah. But, you know, there's kind of like the tactical business side of things. But, you know, as a business owner, you need to grow as an individual as well. So you need to invest in some sort of personal growth. I think books are great, but a lot of people... Books are books. They read a book. They don't do anything with the book. Yeah, put it down. Right? Yeah. You need to do something actionable. And for my personal and mental growth, you know, the mastermind groups that I'm in, um, I do one for martial arts and I do the one with Michael Burnoff. Like, those have been huge for my personal growth. Yeah. And I started those, like I said. Um, so last October was one of my conferences. So I would say January of... 2017 is really when I started that stuff. And, you know, we moved academies. I brought talent on as a paid coach. You know, we're growing insane amounts. Yeah. You know, I don't have to be at the gym all the time. You know, for the longest time, for the first, you know, eight years, I'd be there half the time because Luke was there half the time. Yeah. But that was like, I was there every single night. If I wasn't there, classes 
you know, might not run or someone might not get a good experience. Yeah. But now, like, I don't have to be at the gym. That's so cool. Which is the coolest thing. I love being there. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice that, like... It's a different energy, too, for you. I can be gone, and I know the place will run perfect. Yeah. That's got to feel good. Yeah. I I definitely think, you know, business owners invest in getting some sort of business coach, and it could be someone in your field. It could be, you know, just some sort of other local business group, but also find someone to mentor your mind that's that's great advice we're um to uh, check out your podcast um where where can they go uh so if you check out our facebook page so nutriground graft and martial arts we do that every saturday if you check out the nutriground youtube you'll see the videos all posted on there under um, our rise and grind playlist or on any of your favorite podcast applications just search for rise and grind don't um, do the one by Damon John because mine's better. <laughs> I, man, I, I named my podcast, like I ran a contest, like what should we call it? Someone said Rise and Grind. I'm like, that's perfect. Rise and Grind. We'll do it in the mornings. I like coffee. We drink coffee. You're like grind done. Coffee. <laughs> done. Like perfect. Rise and Grind. Literally, I don't kid you not, a week later, Damon John came out know, from it. Shark Tank is like, I'm writing a book called Rise and Grind. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you jerk. And then I like, I, you know, I, I create my podcast. I look at a podcast. I search for it. I search Rise and Grind. I'm like, oh, great. He started a podcast called Rise and Grind with his book. <laughs> I do think like if you search now, like we're above him probably because we have more episodes. Yeah. He just did it to promote his book. But search for Rise and Grind on, you know, any of your favorite podcast apps and we're there too. And uh, the dojo, like uh, where, where can they go for um, not only the Facebook stuff, but like your website? GraftonMartialArts.com. Really cool. Um, yeah. And check out, uh, you should definitely like him on um, on Facebook for the Neutral Ground Facebook uh, page because how he runs his Facebook ads and how he runs his community, um, it's, it's really, really interesting, number one. And it gets you pretty enthused about what what is possible to do with your own community because it's it's very organic it's um very uh, transparent and it's very well done so you guys should definitely check that out uh perry thank you for being on the show for sure. today and i look forward to uh running hills tomorrow yeah let's do it <laughs> with, a, implements. <laughs> with implements with implements <laughs> have a good one man